Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Welcome to Business Garage. Welcome to the business feature today. My name is B3. If you've just joined us, you are right on time. I'd like you right now to share this link with friends, family, wake someone up, tell them, just get in your bed and get inspired because we're about to bring you another incredible story of a kingdom business here in Uganda that is going to absolutely inspire you, that is going to wake you up. And for some of you, today is your day of salvation. So call someone, ask them to get online today because we are about to bring you a story every single week we bring you a story of a kingdom business and we, and, and we just bring people here to inspire you so that you can see your journey in their journey a Ugandan doing business a, a believer with integrity and today I'm so excited to bring you the story of Mr. Julius I saw another Kamido name Raymond Kabugo uh, from Worship Harvest Gayaza before I tell you what he does for business yes he's the leader of Oikos which is missional communities at Worship Harvest Gayaza yes this man is making sure that communities are transformed and since he took over, there's been a significant growth at Worship Harvest Gayaza in Oikos. They are absolutely leading us all at Worship Harvest in growth, in numbers, in impact. And so we celebrate you, Julius, for helping lead even here in the ministry. But today we are bringing you his story of business from Misinji Poultry Farm. Welcome, Julius. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor B3. So are you the president? Are you the CEO? Are you the founder? What, which, which, which title are we using today? Um, first of all, all of them are mine. <laughs> founder, president, and CEO. Yeah, I'm mm. the founder and the managing director of Missing Poultry Limited. Welcome to Business Garage. Thank you. So... We've seen a little bit in the business feature. I'm personally very excited. By the way, I want you to get ready because this one, he's a very focused man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Serious focus is about to hit you. So if you've been praying for grace to focus, tune in and receive impartation. Seriously, seriously, that you're going to receive an impartation. So Julius, why don't you tell us your business journey? Is this the first business you're running? How did you, like, what has been your journey to this point right now concerning business before you even tell us about uh, beginning the story of, of, of Misinji Poultry Farm? Uh, my journey has been a very long one. Um, I remember when I was between five to eight years, my mom bought me a bird and uh, it, it was nice. You know when you get something from your mom, the emotion, the love and the feeling that you have and I remember it was this brown chicken that has, had no feathers around its neck and um, it was beautiful. I mean, I, I, you know, I call these bad ladies, and when people visit my farm, they're like, what's going on in your head? But this is how passionate about, I am about them. So I remember when I was a kid, I one time asked my mom, actually, to have that bad thing in my bedroom. Oh, wow. I remember we were sharing this bedroom with my siblings, but thank God she didn't allow that. So in a couple of months, the birds actually had multiplied to over 40. You know, by the time she gave me the bird, it was about to start laying eggs. So indeed it laid, it hatched, and I had many 
I felt nice, I felt cool. I felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy at the time. Being young and you have all these birds, yeah, you know, meet, all yes. submitting to you, um, giving them food and stuff like that. So one story, um, submission, I mean, you know, you give them food. You know, we used to even, you call them. They, you know, these birds are intelligent. They will know that you like them. They will know that you are the boss. When I get into this farm, there's a noise they make and everyone will know that I'm the one into that farm. So they know, they are, they are kind of, I don't want to say they are human beings, but they have that level of intelligence of a human being. So yes, um, when these birds, the number were growing up, I remember one Christmas. You know Christmas in the village is one of those special days. I do. So my mom walked to me and actually requested me to allow them to at least have two of my birds for Christmas. Aye, 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 aye. Huh? That was big. I say, okay, so my mom, wants me to feed this family for Christmas. <laughs> uh, forget, forget the fact that she's the one who had given me this bird. Yes. But at that point, I was the guy, I was the owner of this business and the owner of this farm. Yeah. So yes, I allowed, and it felt nice having Christmas on that day when everyone is in their plate had that piece that came from my farm. Oh. And the passion from that time just grew. Yeah. And as far as I remember, Everywhere I've been, I have had a bird. Whether I'm working for government, whether I'm in school, whether I'm, I have had a bird somewhere. If I couldn't afford keeping it in the space where I stayed, I would have someone in the village keeping some birds for me. So it has come to a time when my life and birds are inseparable. Oh. I just have to have them all the time. So you are these guys who we talk about who would have chicken in rental spaces? I actually had them as well. <laughs> At some point, I remember I put up a rental unit, worked on it, painted, titled it very well, and everyone expected me to look for tenants. As soon as the rental unit was done, I put my bus in there. You guys! <laughs> to me, they deserve the best, like, just, like, just like anyone else. And to tell you the truth, they actually give much better returns than the rental units. I'm not saying don't invest in there because I do, but... They, they gave me much better returns than probably I would have got from the tenants. I mean, you don't have to remind them of rent. It's true. Yeah, you don't have to um, quarrel with them, ask them of anything, keep your house clean. They just eat and they give you what you want in return for as long as you're taking good care of them. But anyway, when I was a kid, that was the story. But somehow along the way, I diverted a bit. I remember I did some rabbits. I know many of us here and people watching could have done this you know, when we were a young kid. And of course we had so many things, the wild cats uh, coming in to attack those rabbits. That wasn't nice. I think I didn't stay for so long. Then sometime around 2006, um, uh, I invested in a waraji business. Waraji, you know guys? Eh? I invested yeah. in a waraji business. Of course, that time I'm not giving my life to Christ, so I was in that world. Uh, a couple of us friends, we put money in Waraj business and it was working. We even took the product to the market and people were buying, but I think we are not ready. Someone could we, say that Jesus didn't want that business to prosper. <laughs> <laughs> so we are selling, we even had a couple of stuff, but these guys just let us down. They would go sell products and then just eat the money. We didn't build any systems. For us, we just got into manufacturing and put stuff out there. So uh, in just a year, I was tired of it and we closed it 
I didn't go back to doing, doing that. Again, I got back to my birds, started, failed, started, failed, uh, but I kept on benchmarking. When you say started, failed, started, failed, what do you mean, Julius? I, I could act, the time when I stocked uh, 650 birds, mm -hmm. they didn't give me a return. What do you mean? <clears throat> yeah, because um, the, the, the younger guy I hired to help me out, by then I was working, I was too busy to actually supervise and lead, and I think I'd not mastered the skill of um, hiring people to do work for you and provide them effectively. I want to believe he did his best, but that his best was not good enough for us to survive in that business. So those bars just didn't work out, and indeed, um, all the money I'd invested in went to, to waste. Um, after a year, I got back. The good thing, I was working, so I could save money. Mm. There's this friend of mine uh, who is a vet doctor. I talked to him about it, said, you know, this is the great stuff. So I put up a house. I gave him 20 millions to go and get me cages. Um, shortly after I'd given him the money, he got into politics. So I think the money went into politics and he did not deliver the cages. Did he win the election, at uh, least? Actually, he lost. Eh? So, <laughs> <laughs> he lost the elections. I think he had bought money from a couple of clients. So when these goods came, the clients chose not to give them up, give him these goods. And among uh, those were bio cages. So the cages didn't come, I, got, I went crazy, I was mad about him. Uh, to be truthful, I, I, I arrested him, put him in a bit. And when I was arresting him... <laughs> Julius, eh? yeah. you know the thing is that, you see the things he says and he just continues. Yeah. Like, yeah, put him in a little bit. Yeah, wow. yeah, a bit. I told him, I'm not putting you in because I want the money. I just want to teach you some reason, to help you. <laughs> To help you realize that you need to be responsible. Yeah. I mean, he was my good friend. Mm. And, but there's no way, at that point I felt this is the best way I would disciple this guy. Indeed. To realize that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that he needed to be very serious. Did he become serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. since he become serious. <laughs> <laughs> so I put him in for a day, and I remember uh, literally pleading up to him, say, guy, I mean, you can't leave me in this cell tonight. You, you've got to, you've got to get me out. I said, no. I need you to be in there so that you learn some lessons. So, and so that what you've done to me, you never do to another person because you probably do it to someone who's going to even be worse and yes. hard on you. So we stayed in for a night. He came out the following day. Uh, I still wanted my money. Somehow we paid back around 10. So the 10 did not, he didn't pay it. But I love it. I, I left that to, to, to him. Uh, so um, after that, I'd wasted a lot of money. Remember, I'd put up a structure. Yes. Uh, it didn't work. The cages didn't come. Literally, all the preparation activities and expenses I'd incurred, they did not work out. But I still I knew that this, this is my thing. You know that feeling when this is what is meant for me? <laughs> I just knew it was just a matter of time. And even when I continued to work, I was only looking for money to do my business. To, to re-enter. Yeah, to re-enter the portrait business. Thank God, um, I've been uh, a great guy at work, doing really well. Quickly again through the promotions to earn some decent, decent money, which accelerated uh, my getting into this business, buying land, and investing in the thing that I needed to, uh, to start. So sometime in September 2018, mm. I just felt the time had come. So that evening, I requested to meet my boss, who at the time was Jennifer Semakula Msisi in her home. 
to tell her that um, I needed to quit. <laughs> so um, it was one of those very <laughs> difficult moments to tell the boss, you know, that is relying on you, especially on financial management where I'm very good. But anyway, I had to tell her because I just felt the time had come. So I told her and she immediately declined. She said, no, there's no way. You're not going anywhere and uh, you know, you're still doing a lot of work in the city, you're managing well, you're leading very well and we need you here. And of course, uh, she was a great boss. Jennifer to me was more of a mom and she has continued to support me, mentoring me and coaching me even in my business right now. She gave me lots of ideas. So I, I had to obey, so I stayed on. But thank God, this is going to sound weird. In December 2018, the same year, the same year she offered to resign. <laughs> <laughs> so as people were sad about her departure, her leaving, <laughs> for me, I was in the victory. Yeah. Because I felt that this is it. As soon as she walks out, yeah. I'm out of this place. Yes. Of course, I could not go at the same time. I had to wait for a couple of months because I didn't want it to look like as if um, it's, it's a mass kind of exit for everyone that was working with her. And indeed, after six months, sometime in uh, July, around 8th, um, very early in the morning, on a Thursday at 6 a.m., I put in my resignation yeah. to the executive director. And 6 a.m. Yes. <laughs> but by the time I did that, in December 2018, I started Musinj with started 200 bats. Yes. With how many? 200, 200 uh, brailers at the mm. time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, so that, that's how Musinj was birthed. And yeah, here so, we are. So you, here you were, Julius, with a good job, okay, that was secure, paying you really well. You had tried and failed and tried. And what got you to the point where you thought the best thing to do is to quit my secure job and go and give my, all my time because you're a family man. You're married, you have children, you have people you support beyond the children. So what, what brought you to this? What, what, what brought you to the point where you believed that the best thing to do was to give up what was secure at the time in terms of income and get into a space where you had not had success yet? Uh, first of all, my wife was very mad. She just couldn't <laughs> believe. Yeah. Because to her, I was the next big thing in terms of being the lead of an organization, lead of a company and stuff like that. But um, I have known all this time that I was meant to to start some company and poultry company and it was going to be very faithful. I have had that confidence, I have had that faith and for me, I knew that being engaged in where I was was meant to give me the foundation and the platform to do exactly this. Um, and indeed, it did give me that foundation. Apart from the money because I would work, get a salary, save and invest, but also I was trained because I was in uh, positions of leadership and up to now I see that the skills that I picked, the exposure that I picked from KCC and the travels I had an opportunity to go to as to, to date helping me a great deal. I must say that uh, uh, in addition to God, um, 
that experience is playing a very, very big part uh, in terms of making it easy for me to, 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 to grow. But at the same time, the relationships, the friends, I've just mentioned Jennifer Msi, who continue to date, to check out on what I'm doing. She's one of my clients buying our eggs and uh, many times giving me tips on the couple of things I need to do to make sure that my business uh, grows uh, so fast. So this is something I've wanted even before I got into employment, but I knew that I needed to take a certain, uh, a certain uh, path for me to get there. I must admit that it's not very easy to make that decision. No. But you must have the confidence to move. You must have the confidence, you must have the faith to make that step and then you fight on. Yeah. So for you, what I'm hearing is that you, you also had some form of at least you, you had had a discipline, saving, investing. So there was a cushion. Yeah. It's not that you made, a, you just woke up one day and said, there's nothing, but let's enter and see what happens. But so you get in, you start with 200 birds. This is in 2019. Eight, 2019, because uh, 2018 you quit. December 2018. You that's started, when started yes, yes, when I was still you, working. Uh -huh, with 200 yeah. birds. So what has that journey been like right now? Where are you? How many people are you employing? Give us a few numbers in terms of growth. Uh, what's happening right now at the farm? What first tell us that before we get into the future? How have you grown in uh, in terms of how many people you're employing? How many birds you have? Your client base? How much you're producing? Uh, how many the customers you're serving? But also some of the things that have happened to help you grow in this season um, because it's not even been it's not. Two years, is Approximately it? two years now. Approximately, it will be two years soon. Yes, so talk to us, Julius. Yeah, um, right now, um, we, we are growing well. We have approximately 4,000 bats. 2,400 of them are laying. 1,500, uh, one month old now. They'll start, they'll join, they'll join the laying party um, in Feb. The laying party, yeah. you guys. <laughs> Yeah, laying, <laughs> laying is a party for us. So in Feb, Feb 2021, they'll join. Uh, our production is 67 trays uh, per day. And sometime in Feb... 67 trays 67. per day? Yeah. Yes, sir. Sometime in, in Feb next year, that will grow to 110 per day. And how many are those in a week? Um, that is uh, 770 trays. A week. A week with a revenue. Uh, because our tray approximately goes for 10K uh, per tray. So that's where we are. Our revenue currently is around 20, 20 21 millions uh, per month. That's what we get. And we employ 10 people right now. We employ 10 people. Um, yeah. Wow. Mm. Like, yeah. So I had asked you earlier, do you feel like you're, you're, you, I feel like you're such an organized mentally in terms of finance, because you, tell us a little bit about where you see <laughs> Misinji Farm in that, what's the future, what does the future look like? The future is big, very big. Um, I've already started preparing some guys to take over okay. in the event that I'm not here. That's how uh, visionary we are. Um, by December next year, the short term, we'll have around 5,000 bats. And we have a production of around 165 trays of eggs per day. 
and our revenue annually will be around 600 million. Um, but uh, in the next five years, we purpose to have around 200,000 birds. We've got some land already that we are trying to pay up, around 2.5 acres. Uh, by the way, this farm is sitting on half an acre. So wow. when we get 2.5 acres, that tells you how many numbers that we are capable of and we intend to buy more land uh, to make sure that we grow, you know, much bigger. But we see ourselves, um, one, having one million bats. To be precise, one million and eighty thousand. That's the target we've given ourselves yeah. Yeah. Uh, over the next 10 to 15 years. Because one million and eighty will give us a revenue, if they're all laying, a revenue of a hundred billions per year. That's how Did it works. Did you say millions or billion? Billions per year. So that's what we've set ourselves, and we know exactly how much money we need to put that together because we have done the costing. Um, the other thing... Um, Studio we, audience, are you there? <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we, we are also doing some work with the manure. You know, when these birds uh, do the poo, many of us, you know, imagine all those things. But let me tell you, there is a lot of money in that stuff. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's such a revelation. A lot of money in manure. Right now we are doing organic manure using the maggots. I think you saw some of that stuff. And then we also are doing some other manure that we've been selling to farmers. And what is coming up, what we are seeing, that the manure has the capacity to give us much more money than what the eggs give us. Wow. From, from the little work that we have done already. Because we are selling the organic manure at 3,000 shillings. And we are starting to get orders, especially from guys that are, are dealing in apples. Recently, we got feedback from one of the clients, very, very excited about the output, the outcome of the fruits, the apples, having used, uh, you know, our manure. But also so many other farmers. The other thing we are looking at is hatching. The 1,500 birds we have, we imported them from Belgium. The 2,400, we imported them from Kenya. That's very unfair to Uganda. And yeah. we know that uh, we have the capacity to actually do this. So in the longer term, we are keeping our tabs on that as well. We should be in a position to hatch these younger birds and give them to farmers within the country and eventually within the region. And who knows, uh, maybe the world. As a result. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is um, uh, value addition. We've already tested uh, our eggs. We can actually do powdered eggs. Uh, we've done some of it, but I must admit we're not um, moving so fast in this area because we need a lot of investment. So I want to first consolidate the gains that we've managed to put together over the last two years and then start looking at how we invest into that area as well and then we bring that product uh, on board. But right about now, we are supplying the whole of uh, Gayaza area we are now moving to Chanja as we come nearer to you guys uh, who are in town. <laughs> and also, um, we are supplying a number of supermarkets that are within the same, the same area. Sometime in August 2019, we are only supplying Magere. Wow. Only Magere. But now we've crossed. We, we're crossing. We're really crossing. We are opening up so many markets. And uh, it's, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Yeah. I just want to share that... Uh, We've done nothing in this industry. How I wish many people could actually join this industry. 
We've already inspired about 80 people who have joined and they are making money out of our poultry business. But I've done some reading. In China, um, they earn $140 billion from poultry in wow. China. A year? Uh, yes, a year. And they employ 70 million people in this industry. So um, remember, they are highly uh, uh, automated. Yes. So imagine what this can actually do. I have done some simple math. The country that eats eggs the most in the world is Japan. Each Japanese eats 320 pieces of eggs per day. No wonder they live longer. Per day? Sorry, per year. Which is, a, sorry, <laughs> which is an average of a piece a day. per day, mm. each Japanese. So if you want to know, among other things, where they live longer, eggs have been a major part in, in helping them achieve this. So if we just get each, each Ugandan to eat an, to egg. Eat an egg per day, uh, you know, it's very nutritious. By the way, it has uh, vitamins B12, uh, B2, um, Julia it has uh, minerals, iodine, iron. There's an organization that's actually promoting the use of eggs, especially in Sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia, to fight malnutrition in the world. That's another story probably for another day. But anyway, if we can get each Ugandan to eat a piece, the revenue that we can get, the 45 million, the revenue that is the potential revenue we have in this industry is 4.7 trillions. Ugandan shillings, which is around 10% of our national budget. And the market is so huge. It's so huge. We, we just can't get... Yeah. Julius, please forgive me. It's just your level of focus, knowledge. Like, I feel like I want to go and join the farm because... Please join. No. <laughs> My goodness. So you've looked at this national level, international, local, you know, the one-year plan, the five-year plan, the 10 years, the, the national plan, the percentage of the national budget we could cover if all of us ate an egg a day. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to eat an egg a day to support yeah. the national economy. <laughs> I, for me, your passion, and I think someone also on the online garage, on the, by the way, guys, you can ask questions, you can start engaging us right now, but that... There is something so powerful about a mix of passion and knowledge. You understand that? That it's not just that you're passionate. You are, you are also growing your knowledge and learning. And, 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 I, and then the, bit, the focus, you know. I think that you're the kind of guy that Apostle Mose would like to have around him. You, you make me think of him. This is how he, he is with the things that he's passionate about. But early, earlier on, you were telling me about some of the, the power of coaching, the power of having, you know, so talk to me about some of the things that you'd say to a business leader that, yes, beyond your passion and skill, what else would you say that you feel is so powerful and important to help one grow um, in their business and in their thinking and in their ability to, uh, you talked about also exposure, experiences beyond, you know, going outside of your zone as, as, a, as a business leader. You talked about strategy earlier. So if you could just a, a little bit talk about some of the things you think are key for a business leader to be able to expand. What has helped you to think the way you think, Julius? Yeah, you, you said coaching. You, you can't do these things on your own regardless of how intelligent you think you are. You need people you bounce on ideas to guide you, to give you insights, especially in areas that you're not in a position to see. Uh, one of the people that have been keen in my life during this business is Chris Kawesa. Uh, he has been such a, a support. I happen to be 
I was until recently a member of Magere MC. It has been, it has been amazing. I have a couple of coaches and I'm getting more coaches to, to support me because the dream is quite very big. Yeah. But the other thing I need to mention is as a leader, you have to grow. Another thing that I've heard of me a great deal is um, Harvest Institute. Yeah. Yes. Um, one of my greatest weaknesses was reading books, let me tell you this. I remember one time Chris asked me, which book are you reading? And I looked like as if I wasn't even, I wasn't in that space. <laughs> I was not reading books, but with Harvest Institute, this skill is developing. And I've started reading books, I am discovering so many things. I've been reading, recently I've been reading uh, uh, Doug Howard Miller's books, Loyalty and Disloyalty. I've just read The Mega Church. So as I was thinking about the church, after the church, I would just put the Megam Singe. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> the Megam Singe. Eh? <laughs> then Loyot has taught me how to know that your staff are loyal to you. Wow. So you just have to read, you just have to grow, you just have to be there. The other thing is purpose. You just can't walk into a business when you're just, you know, not having a reason. The why, why yes. you're there. Uh. You must have a reason. And that purpose will keep you in check, will keep you on track. So even when you talk to your coaches, they'll be aligning you. They'll yes. be asking you questions that make sure that you're in line. And maybe lastly, the confidence. I know competences are very important, but you must have the confidence to be in your business yes. and stick in there. Then along the way, you start working on the confidence. When I moved into this business, I didn't have all the competences that I need. I still have the, the competences, yes. And even now, I don't have all the competences that I need to run it effectively. But I had the confidence. I'm now working on the competences to make sure that I'm better, I can lead more effectively than I've led before, and then I lead this business to where uh, it's supposed to be. So there are so many others. You have must have, you must plan, you must have a product. Our product is unique. When you got in there, guys are doing all sorts of things. Okay not those sorts of things. They're doing eggs, but they didn't mind so much about what they bring to the market. For us, we said our yolk is yellow, period. And it is yellow. It is yellow. Please. So we sell more at least the same price, but even when COVID is struck, for us, we did not suffer the same way they did suffer because our product uh, was looking out, was being looked after uh, by the clients. Mm. So you have a unique product, and if your product is great, you're going to have profits, and then you can put that profit back for your business to grow. Wow. I told you you were going to be educated in focus. <laughs> uh, it's been such a pleasure, really, interviewing you. Uh, time is the only thing that, that, that hinders us. But you have so much, for me, your passion, your humility, your focus, your knowledge is such an inspiration. And for the business, people are asking, how do we venture into uh, poultry? I think you can ask for an appointment and pay for that information. But today what we are doing is telling you the story of... Uh, of, of Julius Kabugo and the Misinji farm. And right now I'm going to simply, I'm going to welcome the leader of Business Garage and a business partner with, uh, with, 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 uh, with Julius Kabugo, Mr. Chris Kawesa, to take it on from here. Chris, welcome. Thank you so much, Pastor B3. As usual, I'm also overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> Julius, thank you so much for sharing your story. I don't know what, how to continue. Because I feel like I am, I don't have the vision. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't have the vision. So Julius, thank you so much. I know you've encouraged lots okay. of people. Uh, one of the things I hear is 
passion. Your passion is out of the sky. You know, you're so passionate about what you do. And on top of that, you add, like Pastor Bethry said, knowledge and detail. And I'm sharing this from an experience because I've, I've sat with you for a while. You talk about everything with numbers. You know, I, I know he's not saying this, but you know the cycle of the chicken, how they lay the eggs. It does. You know the number of eggs every cage has almost per week. You have everything to the detail. And that doesn't come from anywhere. Yeah? You know the focus for next year, the other year, the people you're employing, what they are learning. It's just a beautiful story of someone who is, he has put his target right and is focusing on every detail. Yeah? That's something we have to learn as business people. Uh, on top of that, there is something you've talked about, but briefly, uh, about your, the purpose. You have a purpose. Uh, you know you've talked about the mega church here and there, and I see your story is not uh, separate from people and discipleship. No. Having known you and how you do your things. So tell us, I know all the people you're employing are from the community. Yes. Right? You started serving the community, mm. but also you're a leader in the, the community. community. You transform lots of young people in the community. And then you're so busy, then you can still do all these things. Yeah? And everything you do is about people and empowering them in finances. You're part of circles. I don't know how many circles you're leading. You're part of our Maisla. You're doing you're part of a leadership group at Worship Harvest Gayaza. How, I will not use the word of H, but how do you do that? Your passion, your people, you're too focused on everything and it's all about, it's God-centered, if I can. Your purpose, as much as you went to school and still did all these finances, you've come back and aligned yourself to a certain purpose. Tell us more about that. Your purpose related to your business. Mm. Yeah, first of all, my life is about people. I, I can't stand it when someone is not be getting better, especially when I can do something about it. Um, I've always been a mega-capacity leader in a way. Even when I worked at KCC, I was running the KCC Football Club. Uh, in addition to so many others that And that are, is when it thrived. That's when we that, started winning cups. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and in addition to so many things underneath. But um, I, I work a lot through people. One of the things that I check out is I don't employ someone who's doing one thing. Yes. And if you come when you're doing one thing, my news, I give you three months to make sure that you start doing something. So you employ busy people? Uh, yes. I employ the people, and I just want to advise business people, don't employ people who, who can do just one thing. You'll be disappointed. For some reason, they seem to have a lot of time. Yes. For some reason. They seem to be so, much, so available, but I can tell you the results will be different. But the guys who are too busy, one of, my, one of my employees has a company, which I pushed him into starting. He has clients, but also he has to come and serve, and he's one of my leaders, and he's one of the most effective. Another just invested in two mobile money recently. He earned money. Yesterday, he honored me with some 10K. That was nice. <laughs> when he got some, some money, you know. But I'm, I'm trying to make sure that all of my workers are doing more than one. So, in a nutshell, I lead through people. And I focus on how I get these people to be better, to grow, to be more uh, competent, uh, to do much better and to be better individuals. And again, I empower a lot. I do empower. There are times when I don't spend even a week in that farm, but I have no doubt everything will be done just the way I need it to be done. 
So I train you, I give you everything I need, I give you standards, I give you performance uh, standards. We do a performance evaluation every Monday. So you come and present and tell us what you've done and what you're going to do in the subsequent week. So that has given me a lot of freedom to do so many other things. And indeed, uh, there are so many circles I'm leading. I don't know whether I know the number in my head, but there are quite a number. And um, it's also transforming so many people, giving them cheap credit, and their businesses are uh, picking up. And lastly, um, I think the best space I've, I've laid in for the last three months has been Oikos. I've, I've never led people that are not paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so this has taught me another lesson, but also I've learned a lot. Uh, Wash Pavis is, um, the pastors, of course, especially the one I work with is very, very aggressive and very bold. I used to apologize a bit to especially people you're leading. You start thinking, of, how am I going to put this one? When you're writing a, a, some message, you have to first think through this message. How is this person going to fail? Wow. This person has taught me that if you're going to lead and lead effectively, you're going to be bold. Yeah. If you're not bold, you're going to settle for much less than what you can possibly do in the long term. So, Awashpavest Gayaza, uh, to be specific, is actually, I'm not helping them. No. They are helping me become a better leader and I'm not about to quit that space until I'm probably sucked. <laughs> Wow, wow. <clears throat> Great. Uh, people are celebrating your wife online. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, peace to <laughs> so, she has been She has been a massive support. Obviously. Massive support, yeah. So tell me about people still. Uh, you want to get people better. Tell us about how you can help people out there like your story. They want to be part of the, uh, those millions of, of eggs produced per week. How can we jump onto that bandwagon? How can you help us to be part of that business or start our own businesses so that we can tell the story the way you're telling it? Uh, first of all, we, I have a team that I've developed and each member of my team has capacity now to effectively run a farm and manage it. Wow. So far, we have inspired eight farms that have started and people are making money and we're going to continue doing this. Just get into our space. We have all the details. Uh, poultry business is not just about the eggs, by the way. We have a finance department, we have a marketing department, we have a sales department, we have production, we have manure, we have some urban farming, of course, on a small scale. So, and we, I have leaders in each and every department. So there's more that meets the eye, uh, but of course, we can't get everything right here. But we are in Magere at any time you wish, please come and visit and we can guarantee you that we are going to give you everything that can help you. But one thing I want to mention, there is money in agriculture. Let no one tell you otherwise. Of course, we are brought up in this system where we think agriculture is data space and obviously we've always um, grown food for, rather, we've, grown, we've been involved in agriculture for food subsistence. Another president has been uh, coming out on this to encourage us to go into commercial. But there is money. The only thing you need to do is to be professional, to lead well, to do things the right way, like other businesses are doing it. We are doing what other businesses are doing, to be organized, build systems, develop people, empower them, and encourage them to do things the way things are supposed to be done. And the results are incredible. They're incredible. 
and the returns as well, they are nice, they are great. And maybe lastly, with our business, our cash, our cash cycle is minutes. By 4 p.m., we have harvested our eggs. <laughs> by 12 of, sorry, by 6 p.m., the money is in the bank. Yes, and people are waiting. The eggs that are being laid today um, were booked yesterday or a couple of days ago. That's how sweet it is. You don't have to go and look for people to, to give you, uh, you know, chase payments and stuff like that. No, the market is there and the market is so huge. So get in, let's do this. The cash conversion cycle, is, is it pos it's called, it's positive. Eh? So your money comes in before you deliver the product. Yes, Powerful. sometimes it does. Sometimes you get it right at delivery awesome. and they give it to you. Yeah. Julius, thank you so much. One of, so friends, you, you cannot go where you've not been. Yeah? You cannot go where you have not been. And that's what I see for uh, Julius here. He's gone ahead of his business already. He knows where he wants to go, the people he wants to employ, the numbers. He has all the figures. So you cannot go where you have not been. That's, what, that's my takeaway. And of course, that comes along with passion. Yeah? Passion accelerating that, that, that vision. Over to you, Pastor Betty. Wow. Can I have some appreciation here for Mr. Julius Kabugo? Misinji Mega Farm, the Mega Misinji Farm. We really celebrate you. Thank you for sharing your story, your journey, your insights, your passion, your knowledge. You have totally inspired people. I have a couple of people saying this. Ochenga Pell says, this is my first business garage session. As a businessman, I've really been missing the inspiration I needed years ago. We have lots of people saying people, passion, purpose, performance management, professionalism, Pride, those are the five P's that Joshua Kakaire Chibedi, I think, not Kibedi, Wanange, has got out of this. Friends, you can rewatch these episodes on our YouTube, on our Facebook. They will be there for you. You can share the link to inspire someone today. Thank you so much for joining us. And I know that some of you who are watching today have never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. You heard that some of the turning points in Julius's story was meeting and making Jesus Lord of his life. He will give you ideas. He'll give you focus. He'll, he'll change your life. And I'd like to give you that opportunity right now. It's so easy. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, just like that, you're born again, just like that. So I'd like you to just say this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something with it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are born again and we would like to help you make sense of the journey and connect you to a missional community, a family that is going to help you grow. There's a number on your screen, 0775642449. Call that number, send a message, we will connect with you or even write a message right on our page right now and someone will be with you. Thank you so much for joining us, friends. This was another session of Rebuilding Businesses. Join us next week for another session of business garage I can hear the sound of a new Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.